Hello, everyone. I'm going to now talk with you about who I know myself to be in the world of BDSM. So number one, I am a non-monogamous. That means... That means that I break with the societal tradition of having just one partner at a time. I will prefer to be in an open relationship. I am called polyamorous. I don't see sex or kink as something to keep between myself and just one other person. I can have several partners at once. These can be just for play or more interpersonal relationships. Every non-monogamous will have different approaches to non-monogamy. As a polyamorous, I will have or look to be in more than one relationship. These will be more than play and sex for me and does involve romantic and intimate aspects. Um... Some swingers are married or in a committed relationship with one person, but they will indulge in kink or sexual play with other people too. I, as a swinger, I'm a single swinger. It's not all about wife swapping for me. Anyone not in a monogamous relationship can be referred as polyamorous. As a non-monogamous, I can indulge in all kinds of fetishes and kink play. I could be dominant, submissive, or switch if I'm into BDSM, which I am. And um, some of us will rarely be slaves of devotion to one master and mistress doesn't come easy to some of us. However, I might work well in a relationship with multiple slaves and one or more dominant partner. Next, I am a switch. Switch is be this term for me who isn't always just dominant or only submissive. I'm a combination of the two. I enjoy being the top in the scene sometimes, but I'm equally as comfortable being the bottom at other times. I have a real desire for both, but I may be more but I but maybe more dominant, more submissive. I'm actually more dominant. Switches like me don't tend to have a fifty fifty split dom or sub. Next, I am an experimentalist. 
I am really eager to try out new things. I am, am incredibly curious and I ask lots and lots of questions. I want to find out all I can about all kinds of kinks and fetishes before having a go myself. I'm always up for trying something different. I'm going to be interested in what you want to do. As my curiosity and openness means that I am not judgmental at all. My new ideas are what keeps me happy. My reading about things and my asking questions about certain scenes or activities is where I start, but once I have a grip on an idea, I want to give it a go myself. It's very important for me to get all the safety information before jumping into trying out an activity myself. My eagerness can lead me into rational situations because I need to be um, sometimes properly advised for my own safety. And other times I know how to go about it correctly and I just go for it. Next. I am an exhibitionist. As an exhibitionist, I enjoy being watched. This may include exposing private parts of my body to onlookers or in a public space or in a public space where someone might see me or it might be my indulging in play in front of an audience. It could also be more private for me sometimes in a setting between myself and my lovers. My exhibitionism It sometimes is combined with submission. This way a dominant partner of mine can order me as as their sometimes sub to expose myself in certain ways. Um, they, They might order me to wear Revealing clothing and to play the role of their sex symbol whilst out in public or to play the role of a a tempter And they just couldn't help themselves. They, meaning my lovers, might ask me as they're sometimes missed to do something at a play event so everyone there can see us. I do have, I'm, I'm enjoying the thrill of being exposed. I, exi- I as an exhibitionist, however, 
I am very careful not to do anything illegal nor illogical. It is good for exhibitionists like me to play at play events where people are expecting to see partially naked me sometimes and naked me sometimes, you know, around other partially naked and naked people. I do play out my fantasies and desires in a supportive atmosphere. It is fun for me to play in public, but as exhibitionists, I I have to be safe and keep my activities legal where I am out. Where when I am out, where there's the possibility of members of the public seeing me. I am what you call a brat tamer. As a brat tamer, I'm a dominant who looks for naughty, playful, submissive called brats. I love the challenge of keeping up with the mischievous antics of brats and my providing suitable rules, punishments, and rewards. As a brat tamer, I know that I'll never tame my brats, but I have a whole lot of fun trying. I'm a dominant in nature, but I do not expect the same level of control and submission that, say, a slave master would. I know that playful mischief is part of a brat's makeup, and I embrace that. My enjoying when my brat misbehaves and my coming up with suitable punishments that both brat and myself as a brat tamer will enjoy. As a brat tamer, I tend to be more flexible than other doms slash doms as I enjoy the challenge of my submissives. I will enjoy finding new ways to punish and reward behavior by always trying to stay a step ahead of my brats. I can just be out and me being out as a dominant But I can be a switch too. As people who enjoy bratting, which I do, I can enjoy taming brats too. I will, I get that brat mindset. Next, I am a dominant. As a dominant, I like to be in control. Unlike BDSM tops or sadists, my need is not particularly to inflict pain, but for me to be domineering and my having control over another person. Some doms slash doms like me expect to be obeyed immediately and without questions. Others like me, I enjoy being tested and my having to show my dominance over, over the submissive who's being bratty. There's no one way for me to be a dominant. Doms and doms like me Sometimes I'm a sadist, sometimes I'm a top, sometimes I'm a master, sometimes I'm a rigger. Dominant, for me, is a huge category of BDSM made up of many very different people, including myself, who all have one thing in common. 
our need to be in control. The D in the term BDSM stands for dominance, which I am. Therefore, dominance like me are an instrumental part of BDSM. Next, master slash mistress. A master slash mistress I'm both is a specific kind of dominant which I am. I'm more likely to take on a 24-7 relationship with my submissives slash my slaves and I control all aspects of my subs' lives. There may be exceptions for me sometimes. For example, when my partners are at work, otherwise I as a master slash mistress, I'm in control all the time. I will train my slaves to serve me in the way I enjoy. This will include sometimes for me domestic chores and service, which I am turned on by, as well as sexual kink aspects of our lives. I may expect my slaves to ask permission to eat, use the bathroom of the mundane acts, take control of everything my submissives do. Remember, this is all BDSM sexual role play. Of course, all this is pre-agreed by all of us. It all may be written down a formal contract or may have been discussed in advance. It's both for us. There will be ways for my slaves to express discomfort and say no when they don't want to do something. Um, this could be in the form of a safe word or something else that is pre-agreed by all of us. Even though the our relationships seem very one-sided, it is delightfully together-wise consensual. A master slash mistress, which makes me both, I have my slaves as well being at heart, and I will never make them do anything that is unsafe or they won't like. That is part of my the nature of the trust control between us. So next, I'm an owner. As an owner, I enjoy pet play, but not by becoming pet-like at all. I am the responsible person who looks after my person's playing as a cat, dog, pony, or other animal. I, because I have a dominant personality, I have a kind, caring side. I'm a dominant personality with a kind, caring side. I take over complete control during pet play, just as any owner would do with a pet. As an owner, I pair up with my pets. I may only ever pick one type of pet, being a dog person or a cat person, for example. Or I may like the variety of owning different pets, both for me. I will perform tasks such as grooming, feeding, and putting down water for my pets. I may lock my pets in a cage if it's appropriate. 
This is all BDSM play. Just remember. I'm a dog and cat pet play owner. I will do lots of play and grooming activities with my pets. Um, there may be elements of training, warning, positive behavior, punishing bad, and I do all the above. As an owner, I may choose to lead my pets around on a lead or have a special collar for them that looks just like that of an animal pet. As a pony, on- as a pony owner, I might not focus so much on play. My pony play can come different forms. will include my training my ponies to do specific tricks and having them and or having them pull a carriage of some sort or carry or my carry a person on their or my having them carry a person on their back um as an owner i take pride looking after showing off my pets i may own one or more there's a strong bond between me as an owner and my pets but that doesn't necessarily mean it is a monogamous relationship there could be a sexual element in for me as an owner and my pets play, but often it's all about my dynamics between my pets and myself as the owner. As an owner, I enjoy taking all the responsibilities so that my pets can lose all human inhibitions and completely become my pets for a period of time. Next, I'm a primal hunter. Essentially, as a primal, I enjoy fighting, right? As a hunter, I am the dominant primal. I will hunt down my prey and I and I will try everything I can to control my prey. This can involve all kinds of actions from harmless biting, harmless scratching, harmless kicking, harmless hitting. Notice, none of this is abuse. This is BDSM. These are rough sex forms. Also, my mental tricks can be used by by pr- at myself as a primal hunter to subdue my prey. This is known as a mind fuck. Although most primal play that I do is physical, a proportion of it is mental. As a primal hunter, I may identify with certain powerful animals such as lions, tigers, gorillas, wolves, foxes, for example, which I do. I may be, I may just be generally animalistic and I might not think of myself as 100% animal at all. I could just act upon my basic human instincts. As a primal hunter, I have only one aim to find my prey, make my prey submit to my dominance. Um, A primal hunter like me isn't bothered about using fancy kit. In fact, I as a primal hunter will use nothing more than my bare hands. I don't look for unquestioned obedience all the time. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I want my submissives to fight back. I don't want my obedience to be given to me 
all the time. Sometimes I do. I want to take my praise submission from them. The more fighting, the better for me. Next. Boy slash girl. And this is all BDSM, okay? A baby girl slash baby boy, since I play both, is often known by the gender neutral term little. Mm. A little like me is a type of submissive who embraces a childlike state. This can manifest in many ways for me, including my curiosity, my love of play, my carrying a soft toy, my dressing clothes, associated with being young. They can also, I can also use items such as pacifiers and diapers, but these are all optional. Not all littles see themselves as being that young. Sometimes I don't. As little, I am submissive who needs a great deal of nurturing and care for my dominants to look after me. My dominants are usually known as daddies and mommies. As little, I'll engage in activities associated with childhood. These include my coloring in my coloring books, my doodling, my blowing bubbles, my playing games like tag or snakes and ladders. On the face of things, it seems a little like me takes more looking after than other submissives. It may be that I expect any more support, time, and nurture, but my submission runs deep. My little's relationships to my daddy dumb or mommy, or mommy dumb are very intense. There's a great dedication from me as a little to my dominance. I have a lot of submission to give. As a little, I could be bratty, especially if this is a way I can earn fun punishments that I want. Littles like me, like all submissives, I crave control. I may want very precise rules and I will go out of my way to push the boundaries and test my dominance. Littles like me often enjoy mixing BSM gear such as cuffs, ropes, and collars with pretty lacy dresses or dungarees. The contrast of innocent and not so innocent makes me happy. Next, I am daddy slash mommy. So, I am... A daddy dumb slash mommy dumb. Daddy dumb or mommy dumbs like me is the term for a certain type of dominant that I am. I enjoy taking on a caring and nurturing role. I mainly match up with the girls slash boys, otherwise known as the littles I was telling about earlier. DDLG stands for daddy dumb slash little girl, which I do. And is a term often used in the BDSM community that I'm a part of. Daddy dumb and mommy dominance like me 
I enjoy control as all dominants do. My control can be in the form of my written rules, my choosing outfits, as well as my making lots of decisions for my littles. My daddy, daddy, my daddy and mommy dominant side of me. I am patient and caring, which is why I match up so well with my childlike littles. BDSM comes into the daddies and moms relationships that I have with my littles in different ways. I strike a balance between encouraging my littles as childlike joy and enthusiasm and my showing them the control they crave for. I crave for. This is why I carry both the name daddy or mommy and dominant at the same time. My caring is a parental type role and my controlling as a dominant. Daddy, my, my being a daddy dumb and mommy dumbs, I'm often intrinsically good at aftercare because of my especially nurturing natures. This essential when my matching up with my littles is they need lots of my care, my attention before, during, and after BDSM scenes. I am a submissive. As a submissive, I like to be controlled. I'm relishing when someone else is taking responsibility away from me. I am subservient and I submit willingly sometimes. I am bratter and put up a fight other times. And as a submissive, I will fight sometimes and be subservient at other times. That's true for me. My submission is confined to the bedroom or are only taken out to BDSM and fetish clubs and dungeons at times and it can be and it, and it can be used in all kinds of day-to-day situations for myself. I choose to be subservient in all my roles. I take on submission to escape the responsibilities of work and family life sometimes. As submissive, I let someone else take control of me. I may have a list of rules to abide by set by my Dom slash doms. If rules are broken, then there'll be punishments too that I have to submit myself to as well as rewards for my good behavior. I love to be naughty and punished. I want to be good and strive to do my best and be rewarded at my moments. I want a mix of the two, most importantly. It isn't all about humiliation, degradation for me as a submissive, unlike other bottoms. I'm more concerned with being subservient and giving over uh, or giving over to be controlled by another person. I am what you I am what you call a rope bunny. As a submissive, I enjoy being restrained, which is why I'm called a rope bunny. I don't have to be restrained by rope. Sometimes I like to be. 
chain can be used to spread her bars, items of clothing, or handcuffs. I enjoy all the above. As a rope bunny, I enjoy the constriction of my restraint. A rope bunny might like me, I really enjoy rope. I feel the feel and the constriction as well as the artistic value of the ties arouses me. I may enjoy being suspended in rope too. There are kinds of rope which differ sensations from soft to scratchy, which all work in favor of me. As a masochistic rope bunny, I will enjoy extra pain with my restraints and I may like to mix restraints with my impact play. I am, as a rope bunny, I'm very into the artistic element of rope. I enjoy being part of Shibari Kabaku rope ties. This kind of bunny that I am in particular will need a rigor to play with as it takes time and practice to tie in these artistic ways. And that must be honored for me. I am sometimes as a rope bunny more interested in the bondage element. I really bother about how I'm restrained just that I am as a rope bunny a rope, as a rope bunny it's it's an all-encompassing term that I live by for me as a submissive I enjoy being controlled by restraint this can be purely a kink thing for me and it might be a sexual turn on for me too which it is my bondage play doesn't always have to be sexual sometimes it is just like any other BDSM play it can be very satisfying on its own for me as for any classification of a submissive there are many different preferences as a rope bunny I could prefer. I can very much, I can very much be into the feel of cold chain. Sometimes I am. I can also enjoy the ungiving nature of wooden stocks and pillories, which I like as well. I am a rigger. As a rigger, I'm a dominant because I enjoy controlling submissive by the use of bondage and restraint. Rigor is a term for me that is commonly, my being commonly connected to myself as a person because I enjoy tying ropes. However, a rigger like me does use other things to restrain my submissives. My control with bondage for me as a rigger is a favorite of mine. I may like my submissives to fight back and be bratty and at times I may enjoy it when my submissive is meek as stay still as a rigger I do enjoy other dominant activities I have a I have a I have a sadist streak I may enjoy combining impact play with my bondage wax play something else I can enjoy adding into my bondage play I am also an age player. Age play is increasingly popular in kink circles, which I'm a part of, and comes in many different forms. The best known is paradoxically possibly also the rarest. While adult babies and people heavily invested in diaper play certainly do exist and have value in varied sexual expression, 
I'm all the above. My role playing a generally childlike demeanor with authoritative with my authoritative figures is far more common. Age plays umbrella term that I live by, and it covers a wide variety of kinks and identities for myself. Anything that involves my role playing age difference between two partners, me being one of them, comes under it, including dynamics where one person and maybe me, maybe them sometimes acts in a cutesy or useful way without embodying any one specific age. Next, I am a voyeur. As a voyeur, I get pleasure from watching other people indulging in sexual kinky or fetishing activities. In other words, I enjoy people being naked and having sex in my presence. And I enjoy watching both happen. This can be in many different situations for me. The, the people or person being watched by me may be where the eyes of voyeur may be there or not. Depending if myself as a voyeur is visible, I may be visible sometimes, I may be hidden away other times. Some voyeurs like me like very specific situations and I may enjoy watching and, I'm, and I am not bothered whether others know this or not. As a voyeur, I can be part of the sexy action because I, I watch to participate normally, but I will often find positions where I can watch what else is going on too. A voyeur like me may enjoy watching myself, employing lots of mirrors to do so in video and videoing myself and my partners. As a voyeur, I could be very focused on simply watching action all the time. And I also may want to be involved in some way. It may depend on the situation for me or what kind of voyeurism as a voyeur I enjoy. I want to make it clear. Every, at everything I think, say, do, and feel sexually, non-sexually is within law and reason. Next... I am a pet. As a pet, I am submissive who enjoys taking aspects of a domesticated animal. I enjoy the freedom of being animal-like. I leave all adult responsibility behind to play like my chosen pet. There are many different levels of pet play for me. I enjoy dressing up with masks and gloves so that I as a pet can't speak nor use my hands as humans would. Or use my hands as humans would. I just like to act like pet. I, I just like to act like a pet without any particular specialist gear. There's definitely a sexual element to pet play for me, but quite often it is just simply about my play and the power dynamic between my owners and myself as their dearly beloved pet. I enjoy being a primal prey. I enjoy letting out my inner animal instincts, which makes me known as primal. Sometimes I have a naturally submissive side, 
So I'm known as Primal Play. I enjoy being chased. I won't necessarily just roll over and let the dominant have their way, though. I like to fight back. My primal meaning, I enjoy acting on baser instincts. Instead of my complying with the rules of polite society, I act only on my instincts. I take on specific animal traits sometimes. I become like a wolf or a fox. I might be a sea creature-like or a big cat. I might identify with a gorilla. I might take aspects from all different kinds of animals and even just baser human instincts. Um... Although I'm a submissive in nature, sometimes, as a prey, I'm prime meaning I do a lot of fighting. This often might be sexual nature, but can be, but can just be about my power exchange too. My biting, my scratching, my hair pulling, my flogging, my whooping, my spanking, and all kinds of punching and my kicking can be employed by by myself as a cornered prey cornered prey my primal play has no particular rules and and i and i can be very unpredictable as a prey i will fight on and on until i am beaten into submission I am what you call a brat. As a brat, I'm a submissive who tries very hard to be good, but my mischievous nature means I often don't quite hit the mark. As a brat, I'm often naughty, but in a playful way. I'm not trying to be a rebel. I just enjoy encouraging my dom to take me in hand. As a brat, I like having rules, but mostly so that so they can be broken by me. I don't seek out serious and strict doms sometimes because in, in my heart of hearts, I know I'll never be totally tame. I'm cheeky and mischievous, and I love to wind up my top. I am submissive with a fiery core. I try really hard to be good, but sometimes my being naughty is its own reward. My being naughty gives me meaning. It is very much the heart of my dynamic. I will take every opportunity to play up, giving my dom an exchange, giving my dom a challenge, and my providing extra excitement for myself. I never know how a top will react to my acts of bratishness, also known as my bratting. So I am kept on my toes. I am joyful in all I do. I'm loving my doms. And I'm showing respect, but I'm always with the odd moment of my nonness. My, I'm, I'm, I, but I'm always with an odd moment of my naughtiness because that's what I enjoy the most. Next, I am a masochist. As a masochist, I enjoy having pain inflicted on me. It might not be all kinds of pain, but only specific types that work for me. I usually enjoy matching up with sadists because sadists enjoy inflicting pain on me. As a masochist, I tend to be submissive, but I can be a switch too. As a masochist, I know what it feels to take a punishment 
do can make effective tops in a scene for me. I have masochist, I have masochistic streaks. I enjoy a certain level of pain myself. My masochism is centered on my pleasure of pain, but I do enjoy being controlled and dominated too. I'm often bratty to get the pain I want. The worst torture for a masochist is totally withholding punishment as I crave pain. In day-to-day life, as a masochist, I may find non-kinky ways to satisfy my, my desires, such as pushing myself hard during exercise without offending my doctors nor my dentist. Um, as a masochist, I often use pain to feel free from the pressures of day-to-day life. Um, I am a slave. As a slave, I am a submissive. I totally give all control over to my masters and my mistresses. The main difference from other submissive is that I hand over control of all my life 24-7 to my tops. There can be pre-agreed exceptions to this rule, which I've situated with them. For, the, for my purposes of work, for example, but by vast majority, as a slave, I hand over all decision-making to my doms. BDSM slaves like me are happiest when I'm serving my dominance. I tend not to have limits with my master slash mistress. This is because our dynamics is very close. My dominance know my slave limits and keeps to them. It's a very unique relationship and it's one to build up to for us. I start out as a slave. I start out as submissive first and after time I become a slave. As a slave, I'm even more so than my submissives. As a slave, I'm even more so than other submissives. I need to wear some kind of symbol of my BDSM slave status. It could be a collar or a piece of jewelry that symbolizes my belonging to my dominance. As a slave, I give complete trust in my dominance, freeing my mind from worry and responsibility. It's a very unique role and one that only certain submissives like me can take on. Next, I am a a degrader. As a degrader degradation giver, I use humiliation degradation to embarrass my submissives. This is done in a consensual way that I do, knowing that the degradation receiver, which makes me filled with glee, we find it sexually arousing. It is not something every submissive will enjoy in these lots of conversations around levels and boundaries. But, you know, my submissives tend to enjoy it. We do tend to talk a lot about levels and boundaries. Degradation givers like me, I'm usually dominant in a relationship and I get a thrill out of the intense submission from my degradation receivers who do anything to make me as their dominant happy, even especially if I have to humiliate or embarrass them in the process.
Amit DeGrady. As a degradation receiver, DeGrady, I get turned on by being humiliated, degraded, and slashed or embarrassed in a sexual or kink context. This is my consensual activity where all parties involved, we enjoy this play, and we have strict rules and boundaries in place. As a degradation receiver, I'm more than likely going to be a submissive. As a degradation receiver, I find being treated in such a way as a person's property for me to be very arousing. I may enjoy being objectified too, actually used as a piece of furniture for my dominance to use or just talked about in a way you wouldn't talk about another human being in everyday conversation. I may enjoy being ignored or ordered around too. And lastly, I am a vanilla. Simply put, um, sometimes, well, occasionally I'm the opposite of everything we're about here at fetish.com. This doesn't mean it's a bad thing, though. Quite the opposite. So you're learning more about me. All kinds of sex are fantastic for the people who desire them. That's true. And the best way to run your sex life is exactly how your partners want to and need to. That's true, too. That applies to us, too. It's also important to bear in mind that just because someone has kinks and fetishes doesn't mean they never want good old vanilla sex. Sometimes I do. Sure, there are those among us who need a little kink all the while to keep it feeling good. That's me sometimes. But there are plenty more who crave a little vanilla every now and then. Finally, experience one... That promotes intimacy and builds trust. That's me. A better way of explaining vanilla sex is sex that involves no twist or kinkiness, no S&M, basically plain regular sex, typically sweet and happy and very lovey uh, dovey, according to Urban Dictionary. It's also called Conventional sex, colloquially known as vanilla sex, is sexual behavior that is within the range of normality for a culture or subculture and typically involves sex which does not include elements of BDSM, kink, fetishism, or happens within a marriage or relationship. And also, vanilla sex, you know, sex is not always hard, fast, intense, rough, or kinky, though I like it that way sometimes. Sometimes sex is slow, soft, gentle, and deeply relaxing. I like that sometimes. This kind of sex is called vanilla sex, and a lot of people really love it, including me. So, my test results are I'm 100% non-monogamous, 100% switch, 99% experimentalist, 94% exhibitionist, 94% brat tamer, 91% 91% dominant, 90% master slash mistress, 89% owner, 87% primal slash hunter, 86% boy slash girl, 86% daddy slash mommy, 85% submissive, 81% rope bunny, 81% rigor, 76% age player, 75% voyeur, 74% pet, 72% slash primal slash primal prey, 72% brat, 68% masochist, 66% slave, 53% sadist, 52% degrader, 50% degrady, and 47% vanilla. I enjoy tantric sex. 
which is an Indian practice originating from the writings of the Kama Sutra. It's not usually associated with fetish or kink. In some ways, it's almost its opposite. Tantra focuses on gentle touch, slow movements, and equal bonding. It doesn't mean that the ancient sexual arts have nothing to teach us, though. Time spent working on sensation and intimacy can do wonders for the bond between a dominant partner and their submissive who doesn't like the idea of achieving the fabled hour-long orgasm. Still learning more about me. If you're interested in a little exploration, it's worth seeking a professional teacher. There's plenty of information available online. Make sure to check out the Yap Yum position in the tantric chair. Finding a teacher has learned the traditions and the traditional matters, however, essential to really get the best results. What's a better way to describe um, tantric sex? Um, here we go. Just in case, if you didn't hear it, let me say it again. I do tantric sex, which is an Indian practice originating from the writings of the Kama Sutra. It's not usually associated with fetish or kink. In some ways, it's almost its opposite. Tantra focuses on gentle touch, slow movements, and equal bonding. That doesn't mean that the ancient sexual arts have nothing to teach us, though. Time spent working on sensation and intimacy can do wonders for the bond between a dominant partner and the submissive. And who doesn't like the idea of achieving the fabled hour-long orgasms? Personally, I'm a fan of multiple orgasms and my favorite full-body orgasms and not excluding G-spots and P-spots. Ooh, I love to hit both. If you're interested in a little exploration, it's worth seeking out a professional teacher. There's plenty of information available online. Make sure to check out the Yab Yum position in the tantric chair. Finding a teacher who has learned the traditions and the traditional manners, however, essential to really get the best results. And the benefits of tantric sex for me are getting more of what I want in sex by releasing sexual blocks and shame. I'm finding healing from sexual trauma. I'm awakening my sexual energy to flow freely within my body. I'm accessing my fullest pleasure and desire. I'm tuning into subtle energy and discovering full body and slashing multiple orgasms frequently. Because I have a penis, you know, for people, penises like me, delaying orgasm, experiencing non-ejaculatory orgasms, which I do. My experiencing a level of heart connection with my partners, a profound sense of intimacy and, and my and loving presence, my longer lovemaking sessions, relaxation, the quality of spaciousness, my enhanced communication and communion, my holistic mind, body, spirit connection with myself and with my partners. So, about me, I enjoy having older sex partners. Not everyone who prefers their partners to be a little older than them is looking for a Hugh Hefner stereotype. That's true for other people. Plenty of folk prefer their partner to have a little more experience in them, and there are loads of fetishes such as caregiver slash little or owner that thrive off a bit of an age gap. That's me. I do thrive off a bit of an age gap. 
the important thing is to make certain that no matter what my sexual dynamic, in everyday life, I'm on the same level. Power differentials are hot and kinky terms and, and potentially abusive in everyday ones. We're not talking about breaking the law. We're talking about role playing, rough sex, remember? Keep in constant communication. Treat your partner as an equal outside of your dinner. And treat your partner as an equal outside of your dynamic and enjoy all the age gap relationships I could want. Talking about adults with adults. So, yes, I enjoy having older sex partners. Uh, middle age and even elderly. Let's see what else about me. You know, there are times where I just want to have group sex. Threesomes aren't the be-all and end-all of more than two sex. Foursomes and moresomes are also common in fetish clubs and sex-positive social circles and sex evolving for more people is often referred to as group sex so basically i love group sex um i love foursomes threesomes more sums there's more than one from form of group sex there's the gangbang which i like for example where a group of people are all focused on one individual and there's the orgy which is more of a free for all so i love being a part of orgies People of all and any sexualities and gender identities can enjoy group sex in the right context, including me. It's a great way to live out some of your deeper and darker fantasies. So my safer sex is even more important in group situations than it is in most others. Is there's a far higher chance of picking up something you didn't want when you have more partners at once. I should also have consent negotiations before, during, and after. It's vital to make sure that everyone, including me, is happy, comfortable, we're all on the same page. And by the way, I'm going to be real honest about this. I I enjoy circle jerks. I'm being a, you know, group masturbation among men, usually sitting in somewhat of a circle formation. I enjoy daisy chains. Group of participants perform cunnilingus or fellatio on each other in a circular formation permitting each participant to both give and receive oral sex simultaneously. I enjoy gangbangs, a number of people performing sex acts on one person, either in turn or at the same time. I enjoy reverse gangbangs, sexual intercourse involving multiple women, which one man is a central focus. 
I enjoy threesomes in three ways. Three people having sexual relations, not necessarily simultaneously, not to be confused with menage a trois, literally household of three. I enjoy menage a trois too now. I like foursomes of four-way sex between four people, not to be confused with menage a quatre, literally household of four. I enjoy menage a quatres. I enjoy double penetration when a person is entered or penetrated in the vagina and slash or anus by two people at the same time. It's usually when one person enters the anus while another enters the vagina. However, it also refers to two simultaneous penetrations in the same orifice. I enjoy spinturing, a term used by Sutanus to describe sexual group practices indulged by the Emperor Tiberius on Capri. I enjoy monogamous group sex, the same room sex, also known as soft swapping. Couples engaging in sexual activity in the same room but in separate pairs without any swapping of partners or other major sexual activities between couples. Um, I enjoy orgies. An orgy is a gathering where guests freely engage in open, unrestrained sexual activity or group sex. I enjoy bunga bunga orgies. And a bunga bunga orgy is an orgy in which participants have sex underwater, such as in a swimming pool or a hot tub. I enjoy sex parties. A sex party is a gathering at which sexual activities take place. Sex parties may be organized to enable people to engage in casual sexual activity for swinging couples or people interested in group sex to meet, but any gathering where sexual activities anticipated can be called a sex party. So, I enjoy swinger parties slash gatherings. A swinger party or partner swapping party is a gathering which individuals or couples in a committed relationship can engage in sexual activities while others with others as a recreational social activity. So swinger parties may involve various group sex activities. Partners can engage in penetrative sex, which I'm happy about, known as full swap, yay, or choose to soft swap, awesome, in which they engage only non-penetrative sex. I do that too. New swinging couples often choose a soft swap before they are comfortable with a full swap, though, although many couples stay soft swap for personal reasons. Soft swinging, which I do, is when a couple engages in sexual activities with only each other while other couples perform sex acts in the immediate vicinity. Technically, this is a form of exhibitionism rather than group sex per se, which I enjoy any day, any way. Many times, many ways, too. So, I enjoy um, having sex at sex clubs, gay bathhouses, bisexual bathhouses, cruising for sex, cotting dogging, cottaging, actually. I do enjoy cisgender sex, heterosexual sex. I do enjoy non-binary gender, non-conforming transgender sex, too. Just had to be honest. I enjoy I enjoy nudism. 
For most nudists, including me, nudism and kink couldn't be further apart when it comes to us. The idea behind my nudism isn't to sexualize nudity, but to for, for me to desexualize it, to make it an ordinary and freeing part of daily life for us. That doesn't mean, however, that nudity in and of itself isn't a fetish for many, it is for me. I decided I can't look forward to participating. In B- I love BDSM clubs, I really do. A lot of BDSM clubs have areas in which people can be as naked as they like, which works for me. And many club goers find it not only a hot turn on, I do too, but also a liberating way to cut loose and relax, which, which is the fuck I do. Of course, nudist venues, which I enjoy, are a stalwart of porn no matter how far the fans, the, that fantasy is from the truth. Just remember that while these scenes can be hot, they're not a good way to behave in real life. Expecting a porn set is a good way to get yourself thrown out of a nudist beach or nude spot ASAP. Now, I look forward to participating in porn sets, by the way. And nudist beach and nude spas, I'll be joining. I, I do both. I definitely do both. off the top of my head so I'm an all-arounder I enjoy a little bit of everything I don't have a preference of being dominant or submissive and I'm happy to switch between them both I'm happy to try everything at least once as an all-arounder I am similar to experimentalists but I don't have the same drive to keep trying new things all the time sometimes I have that drive to try to things all the time other times I just want to do what simply motherfucking works and not have to constantly switch sexy ass shit the fuck up. (laughs) I'm happy to try new things and stick to whatever my partners like, whatever I like to. I'm very laid back with no real deep desires of my own for any one kink or fetish. That's not always true about me. Sometimes that is true about me. You know what I mean? I'm a very... I'm a person of erotic versatility, sexual versatility, sensual versatility, erotic, and romantic versatility. I'm a shape-shifting versatility. I'm a kinky versatility type of type of cat. As I enjoy variety, all-arounders like me, I'm good for all kinds of scenes. I'll be eager to try new-ass things, and I'll also be goddamn good at suggesting new motherfuckers things to hella try or add into a scene to give it a different ass twist. As all around, I enjoy making other people fucking happy. So I'm a fantastic fucking partner for anyone because of my...
outstanding as hell enthusiasm as an all-arounder. I might not have the same as passion that some people specific as fetishes and kinks do, but I am more fucking flexible. I'm happy to try new things. I'm not set in my damn ways, and I am not reluctant to do something different. I'm not reluctant to do something damn different. As an all-arounder, as an all-arounder, I am the kind of person I will happily be the shit at being exhibitionist one damn day and a voyeur the next damn day. I'll be your slave for a fucking while and I'll be your fucking dominant. Variety is my key to being a happy-ass all-arounder. And then when I what I want to share with you is that um, now that you pretty much know that I'm a I'm a public sex private sex type of person. I'm the type that has sex in the water, not for very long though. But that's something I will do uh, on occasion without drowning myself, without injurious water causing uh, contusions, abrasions, and I'll have like outdoor sex, like healthily in the woods or (laughs) uh, just the wilderness, nature, what have you, without having to police on my ass. You know what I'm saying? It could be by desert, you know. It could be by the waterfalls. It could be by tourist attractions, you know. But anyway, um, now that you pretty much know the type of person I am, I also want to admit something that... I don't have any daddy issues. I don't have any mommy issues. I don't have any trauma complexes. I'm open to having partners younger than me, slightly younger than me, and partners who are in the same age bracket as me, slightly older. You know, that too, you know what I mean? I'm not. There's nothing perverted nor deviant about me, and there's nothing per and there's nothing perverted and deviant about the partners I have. Um, I do have a monogamous side to me. Sometimes I just want to be with one person, be intimate sexually, romantic with one person. Um, but to be honest with you, even further, I decided that I must admit I have a preference for monogamy, and I was like. That still makes me ambiamorous, because you can be ambiamorous and have a preference for monogamy. You could also be ambiamorous and have a preference for non-monogamy. Just like you could be ambiamorous and not have a preference for either monogamy or non-monogamy. So I'm still ambiamorous practicing my ambiambury. It's just that, yes, I'm good at monogamy, non-monogamy, but I have a preference for non-monogamy because each person meets different needs that I have. So, for example, 
each person brings diverse sets of conversations I need to have, I need to hold. Each person brings different, diverse sets of hobbies that I'm interested in. Each person brings a diverse set of career goals that I want to achieve. And each person brings a diverse set of life lessons that I need to live by. Each person brings a um, diverse set of personality attributes that I need to um, display. And each person brings a diverse set of giftings and talents that are helpful to me. Each person brings a diverse set of adventure and novelty and exploration that I need in my life. Each person brings a diverse set of Weaknesses turned into strengths and keeping the strength strong. Each person brings a diverse set of family dynamics, friend dynamics, colleague dynamics that are actually useful to me. And lastly, each person brings a diverse set of a zeal for life that is infectious to me. Um, I just love the variety of human physical beauty, and I love the variety of human inner beauty, which is why I have a preference for non-monogamy. And I just love the variety of positive people, adults to be specific. And, um... I just love the variety of human personalities. I love the the variety of human temperaments, too. Um, I just love the variety of human... good conduct. So that's why I have a preference for non-monogamy. I'm not greedy. I'm not stingy. I'm not covetous. I'm not purely lustful because I'm a person who lives by love. My lust is because of my love. It's never lust all by itself. I desire because I need. I need, that's why I desire. I'm not a vain, glory, vanity type of person. I don't have a jealousy, envy type of spirit. I don't have an addictive personality. I'm not an extremist. I'm not a self-destructive behavioral type of person. Um, I 
I feel like for myself that um, when it comes to overall, I must admit I do have I, I was engaging my sex drive and it I do have a massively strong libido, which plays a role in my personal monogamy because, honestly, I don't think one person can handle my innate, massively strong libido. Um, Again, I'm not into affairs. Um, I'm not a hater of monogamy because again I think monogamy is beautiful I think it's very needed just like non-monogamy you know so I'm not saying it's so high that I would cheat in hell the fuck no what I'm saying is is that I am naturally wired to lust and love more than one person um, because I w- I understand that one person can't meet all my wants and all my needs. So, and I'm not saying people of monogamy have expectations. That's not what's being stated. But for me, being non-monogamous, it would be easier for me to accept that fact without feeling odd about it. Like I can live a life where with my lovers where age appropriate, emotionally appropriate, intellectually appropriate, socially appropriate psychologically appropriate and intellectually appropriate with each other. So of course we're going to be physically and sexually appropriate with each other. And I live a life of what is called ethical promiscuity. So basically ethical one night stands, ethical anonymous sex, ethical social sex, Ethical friends with benefits, ethical booty calls, ethical fuck buddies, ethical casual sex, okay? But what does ethical promiscuity mean? Because once you know what that means, you know what the other types of ethical sex I just talked to you about just now. Ethical promiscuity means for me is that I have sex in moderation. Let me say it this way. I have holistically wholesome sex in slow but steady and surely moderation.
with numberless people, the multitudes. And these numberless people, the multitudes, are of integrity, substance, effectiveness, and noble character. And then I think about how I've even decided that I would make a healthy adult content creator. I would do adult content that is centered on You know, to give out the type of erotica that is of peaceful impartation and tranquil impact. Um, I figured out that For me, I've I have a heart to inspire survivors of gynecological disorders to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of reproductive disorders to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of sexual disorders to be adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of body image issues um, disorders to be healthy adult content creators. I have, a, I have a heart to inspire survivors of infertility to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart for survivors of pelvic inflammatory disease to be uh, healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of pregnancy complications to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of miscarriages to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of sexual dysfunction to be healthy adult content creators. 
have a heart to inspire survivors of sexually transmitted infections and sexually transmitted diseases to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of mortality from injuries to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of increased risk of suicide to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of depression to be healthy adult content creators. I have a a heart to inspire survivors of chronic pain to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of eating disorders to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of anxiety disorders to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of personality disorders to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of mood disorders to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of unsafe abortion to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of um, I want it pregnancies, pregnancy from rape to be healthy adult content creators. When I say survivors of unsafe abortions, people who went, people who experienced it, um, those who had pregnancies terminated, but not the typical medical way. Um, Owners have a heart to inspire survivors of mental illnesses to be healthy adult content creators. So I want to inspire survivors of sexual desire disorders, arousal disorders, orgasm disorders, and pain disorders to be healthy adult content uh, creators. I want to inspire survivors of post-orgasmic disorders and sexual pain disorders to be healthy adult content creators too. Basically, I want to inspire survivors of sexual dissatisfaction, lack of sexual desire, anorgasmic impotence, delay or absence of ejaculation despite adequate stimulation, inability to control time of ejaculation, inability to relax vaginal muscles enough to allow intercourse, inadequate vaginal lubrication receding and during intercourse, burning pain on the vulva and the vagina with contact to those areas, unhappiness or confusion related to sexual orientation, um, persistent sexual arousal syndrome, sexual impulsive compulsive behaviors, all forms of female genital cutting, post-orgasmic diseases such as DAT syndrome, PCT, POIS, and sexual headaches. And um, pe- people have may- may- having sexual problems for after surgery. Um, to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of hypoactive sexual desire disorder. Sexual aversion disorder, female sexual arousal disorder, male erectile disorder, female orgasm disorder, male orgasm disorder, premature ejaculation, dyspareunia, vaginismus, um, PTSD due to genital mutilation and childhood sexual abuse, paraphilias, and penile burns to be healthy adult content creators. Survivors of aging in women, menopause, and 
female sexual dysfunction, pelvic floor dysfunction with SSIR medication. Um, it's sexual inadequacy to be healthy adult content creators. I have a heart to inspire survivors of all sex crimes to be healthy adult content creators. And another thing I noticed about me is that um, I would inspire survivors of bad sex, sexual narcissism, sexual psychopathy, sexual psychopathy and sexual sociopathy to be healthy adult content creators. So... I want to inspire survivors of sexual bullying sexual violence, sexual abuse, sexual assault, grooming, groping, um, molestation, incest, necrophilia, bestiality, rape culture, rape, Sexualization, sexual objectification, commodification, sexual slavery, sexploitation, sexual exploitation, sex trafficking, human trafficking, um, sexual harassment. And street harassment to be healthy adult content creators. I want to inspire survivors of insensitive lovers and desensitized lovers and selfish lovers and arrogant lovers and haughty lovers to be healthy adult content creators. I want survivors of sexual hurts, sexual habits, sexual hangups to be adult content creators too. I want to inspire survivors of sexual performance anxiety, sexual issues, sexual problems, sexual conflicts.
and rape trauma syndrome to be of healthy adult content creators. I want to inspire survivors of diminished alertness, numbness, dull sensory effective and memory functions, disorganized thought content, vomiting, nausea, paralyzing anxiety, pronounced internal tremor, obsession to wash or clean themselves, hysteria, confusion, and crying, bewilderment, acute sensitivity to the reaction of other people, minimization, pretending everything is fine, trauma station, can I stop talking about the assault? Suppression refuses to discuss the rape. Explanation analyzes what happened. Flight moves to a new home or city alters appearance to be adult content creators. These are aspects of rape trauma syndrome. The other aspects of rape trauma syndrome are I want to inspire survivors of poor health in general, continuing anxiety, sense of helplessness, carelessness of themselves or others around them. They cannot protect themselves against the attack, so they lose self-care, hypervigilance, inability to maintain previously close relationships. Experiencing a general response of nervousness known as the startle response, persistent fear and or depression at much higher rates than the general population. Mood swings from relatively happy depression or anger. Extreme anger and hostility, they are very hateful towards the ones that are closest to them. Sleep disturbances such as vivid dreams or recurring nightmares, insomnia, wakefulness, night terrors, flashbacks, association, feeling like one is not attached to one's body, panic attacks, Reliance on coping mechanisms, some of which may be beneficial, philosophy and family support, and others that may ultimately be counterproductive, self-harm, drug, alcohol abuse, to be be healthy adult content creators. I want to inspire survivors of their sense of personal security, safety is damaged, they feel hesitant to enter new relationships. Questioning their sexual identity or sexual orientation were typical of men raped by other men or women raped by other women. Sexual relationships become disturbed. Many survivors have reported they're unable to reestablish normal sexual relations and often shied away for sexual contact for some time after the rape. Some report inhibited sexual response and flashbacks to the rape during intercourse. Conversely, some rape survivors become hypersexual or promiscuous following sexual attacks. Sometimes it's a way to reassert a measure of control over your sexual relations. To be healthy adult content creators. So, um, I want to inspire survivors of a fear of being in crowds, fear of being left alone anywhere, fear of men or women, androphobia, gynophobia, fear of going out at all, agoraphobia, fear of being touched, hypnophobia, specific fears related to certain characteristics of the assailant, example, sideburn, straight hair, the smell of alcohol or cigarettes, type of clothing or car. Some survivors develop very suspicious paranoid feelings about strangers, some feel a pervasive fear most or all other people to be healthy adult content creators. I want to inspire survivors of reorganization stage may return to emotional turmoil. The return of emotional pain can extremely frighten people in this stage. Fears and phobias may develop. They may be related specifically to the assailant of the circumstance of the attack, or they may be much more generalized. Appetite disturbances such as nausea and vomiting. Rape survivors are also prone to developing anorexia, nervosa, and slash or bulimia, or bulimia. Nightmares, night terrors feel like they plague the victim. Like, feel like they plague the victim. Violent fantasies of revenge may also arise. To be healthy adult content creators.
I want to inspire survivors of the renormalization stage, you know, integrating sexual assault into their lives so that the rape is no longer the central focus of their lives. Negative feelings such as guilt and shame become resolved. And survivors no longer blame themselves for the attack. To be healthy adult content creators. Um, I want to inspire survivors of the underground stage. Some, you know, survivors seem to return to the lives as if nothing happened. Many block thoughts of the assault from their minds. They may not want to talk about an incident or any of the related issues. They don't want to think about it. Survivors may have difficulty concentrating some depression, dis- dissociation, trying to get back to their lives before the assault. The underground stage may last for years. The survivor may seem as, as though they are over it, when in fact the emotional issues are not resolved. To be healthy adult content creators. I want to um, inspire survivors of physiological response to rape trauma syndrome, you know, soma- acute somatoform disorders, tension, headaches, fatigue, general feelings of soreness, localized pain in the chest or arms or legs, and specific symptoms may occur that relate to the bo- area of the body assaulted. Survivors of oral rape may have a variety of mouth and throat complaints. Survivors of vaginal inner rape have physical related physical reactions related to these areas. Um, to be healthy adult content creators. I even want to inspire survivors of discriminatory traditions, discriminatory policies, discriminatory ideas, discriminatory practices, discriminatory laws, discriminatory institutions, discriminatory systems, discriminatory industries, and discriminatory entities, discriminatory individuals, and discriminatory groups of people to be healthy adult content creators. I want to inspire survivors of all types and contexts of abuse to be healthy adult content creators. Um, I want to inspire survivors of self-objectification, dehumanization, reification, instrumentality, denial of autonomy, inertness, fungibility, viability, ownership, denial of subjectivity, reduction of body, reduction of appearance, and silencing. Uh, to be um, healthy adult content creators. And um, I feel like honestly I want to inspire survivors of traumatic views, traumatic understandings, traumatic thoughts, traumatic intentions, traumatic speech, traumatic action, traumatic livelihood, traumatic effort, traumatic mindfulness, 
traumatic concentration uh, to be healthy adult content creators. I want to inspire survivors of being robbed of the middle, the Buddhism middle way. And survivors of extreme asceticism and survivors of overindulgence to be healthy adult content creators. I want to inspire survivors of absence only sex education, abortion bans, LGBTQ plus bans, birth control bans, interracial bans, and sex positivity bans to be healthy adult content creators too. End of episode. After I say that, I want to inspire survivors of those robbed of erotic paintings, erotic sculptures, erotic traumas, erotic films, erotic music. To be adult content creators and I want to inspire survivors of those robbed of erotic literature, erotic literature, erotic photography to be out the adult content creators. And lastly, I want to say that I want to inspire survivors of those robbed of erotic visual arts, erotic literary arts, and erotic performing arts to be healthy adult content creators. I want to inspire misfits to be erotica adult content creators because that's what the hell I am and that's what the fuck I am. That's my shit, damn it.